Welcome to the Neurodiverse Toolbox with Sheila Kieschlin and Paige Kieschlin. Good morning, Paige. Good morning, Mom. How are you today? I'm good. Awesome. I'm yeah. glad you're good. Um, I stole your fidget rings here. You can have this one back, but I'm keeping the other one for the day. Okay. Um, so... Today we're talking about... Dyspraxia superpowers. Awesome. So what did you learn? Well, first, what, what is, is this? It's, yeah. a coordination, uh, it's a coordination disorder, but it's more than just that. It's because there's different types of dyspraxia. Okay. But um, so there's like, there's the physical, there's like, it's physical quote motor. Motor, well, motor motor dyspraxia mm-hmm. which is the type of dyspraxia i have you do and then there's also apraxia or dyspraxia of speech i think i might have a little of that too which my boyfriend has mm-hmm. so <clears throat> that's great for our children <laughs> um but it's also dyspraxia also known as developmental coordination disorder mm-hmm. so dcd um it i don't know why it says that it's a childhood development disorder because you can have it as an adult too but it's clumsiness and uh, in otherwise healthy children but more than just clumsiness it's like you you can't really you have a hard time fitting yourself in its space and in time so like i can hold an egg and think that i'm holding it like or or kushka kushka i think i'm petting her softly yeah, sorry. Kushka, our cat, when I pet her, I think that I'm petting her softly, but I'm actually like, like, Kushka does going not bad. Soft. Um, or when I'm like, to get away. holding something, I might hold it too loosely. So I'll drop it or I'll hold it too tight and break it. Mm. Or it's also like people that have trouble, like learning to tie their shoes, yeah. but more than like, like a little bit of trouble, like a right. lot of trouble. Also, a lot of kids or like the face, like um, the, when I, you know, you can't yeah. feel stuff necessarily. They might potty train really, really late. Yeah. Hmm. 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 Interesting. Yes. Um, and then apraxia, the speech one is. Uh, there's, I guess, different types of that too. You, your brain just has trouble. Like you know what you want to say but you have trouble like making those movements with your mouth and your tongue. So it comes out wrong or like in a different way than you've meant. Um, Uh I think like sometimes I think the, um, the letters might come out wrong because your, your mouth isn't making the correct form. So like R is a really hard word letter Mm. I've noticed for some people. So like murder Uh has two R's in it. Mordor. 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 Yeah. We know someone who might say that. <laughs> or used to. Or used to. Any, well, I I think, like, uh... Even though any, it sounds it's rare, though. Any vowel with an R is mm-hmm. difficult. Right. Particularly. So. But, so that might be a sign. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> yes, but it's not rare in families that are already very neurodiversity. Right. Right, so... You probably have a little bit of the speech one as well. That's why so. we're a little. Instead of saying hamburger, what would you say? Hanukkah burger. Yes, exactly. Or a sloppy joppy. 
Yep, for sloppy joes, right? So you might have a little <laughs> bit of the speech one as well, um, but it wasn't the major concern. Right. Our right. bigger concern was like tying your shoes, riding a bike. The behavioral things. Um, you know, not walking into walls. You know. That's good. Yes. Um, so that's what dyspraxia <laughs> is. Um, <clears throat> four types of dyspraxia. Yeah, so verbal, constructual, const constructional. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, with your spatial awareness. Mm -hmm. um, idolation dyspraxia. Idational dyspraxia. So this affects the ability to perform co-coordinated co movements in the sequence. Oh. Um, or idiomotor, um, which affects organizing a single step tasks. Hmm. So if you need to like, so the first one there would be like, I did this, I did this just the other day. I was talking to somebody and opening the car door at the same time, um, which seems like something you should be able to do, right? Mm, I hit my head with uh, the door off the car. <laughs> I got back to dad and I was rubbing my head and he was like, what'd you do? And I was like, mm, just a Sheila, you know, just a Sheila. It happens. Right. So, um, so yeah. So what, are, but we're being positive today. We are so what are the superpowers? Superpowers. So well, active listening. Okay. Um, empathy. Uh, they're really good at de when they need to delegate other tasks to people. Mm -hmm. So all of those three things make them really good leaders. Yeah. Because you need to do all of that to be a leader. It's true. Um since they like you know they're dyspraxic so they need to like communicate to like certain people like the things that they need or it's like problems that they're having so their communication tends to be really good like when they need something okay um they're determined and they have mo or determination and motivation nice Mm -hmm. Those are good. To have. Um, good long term memory. It seems to be a common thing. It does amongst these superpowers. Long term memory. Um, like ADHD, the resilience. Probably all neurodiversities or other I mean, things. I think when probably can get more challenges. In order to succeed, you need to have a lot of resilience. Ness. Yeah. Resilience. Um. A sense of good sense of humor. Yeah. <laughs> that would be needed also if you mm -hmm. have lots of challenges. And then strategic thinking. Mm -hmm. So like thinking of other ways how to do things because things are hard. Yeah. Um, I think. And then I would, it, it, the, I never saw this in the things, but I'd say like creativity too. Cause sure, because you got to think of alternative, alternative ways. So like, obviously. Um, what else did you learn? I learned that. 
So the delegating, um, they're the soft skills, apparently soft. They're good at developing soft skills. Right. Also good for leadership. So that'd be, you know, is that just the active those, listening? The active, it's the active listening, listening, the like, um, right. Empathy or compassion. Um, <clears throat> just general, you know, polite skills. So they're, you know, unlike somebody with autism who would just like get right to the point, mm -hmm. <laughs> somebody who is just dyspraxic would, you know, ask how you are and what's new with you and what's going on, right? They do the whole polite small talk thing before they delegated a task to you. Right. Mm -hmm. Um. Strategy. Problem solving. Dyspraxic people are great at coming up with different approaches to situations. Throughout school, dyspraxics find innovative ways to help themselves learn topics better, and that works in work the working life. Um, and with dyspraxics being able to see alternative routes to others. Nice. It's too bad more diversities didn't have that specific one because that would be really helpful. Some people get really locked in on a specific path, but if you can see like that there's fifty yeah, paths to one way to the same place, that that would be really helpful. Okay. Examples for good jobs for dyspraxics. Okay. Um, team leader, a job coach, marketing lead, business developer, IT service manager. Lots of manager positions. Well, right. Anywhere where you're dealing with the public, i.e. soft skills, right? Mm -hmm. Or you're dealing with a staff. Again, soft skills, right? The UK seems to know a lot about dyspraxia. There is. I have noticed that a lot of the research is or the a lot of stuff comes up. Yeah, is in the UK. There is a dyspraxia <laughs> foundation of the united states i'm a oh. member um so right. you can get lots of information from them as well right so um so how do you feel about your dyspraxia well i mean does it affect your daily life like i'll drop stuff mm -hmm. or i'll like run into stuff so mm -hmm. i always have like bruises everywhere um i feel like since i was diagnosed much later like as an adult i like kind of found that's dyslexia oh, go back um going um we you were diagnosed as, as an, adult. an adult 19 so i like had already like kind of like found ways of doing things mm -hmm. um so mm -hmm. so that's how it affects you mm -hmm. well i think it affected more as a child it probably did i mean you definitely went to physical therapy as a kid or occupational therapy I as a kid 
elephant. What's fun about catching butterflies that come out of an elephant's trunk? I don't know. It's not. It's it's not fun. It's not fun. You made me do it, and I hated it. I'm sorry you didn't like the game. Um. Um. They uh. But you, I mean, it was good that you went, right? Yes. I mean, like we definitely knew something was off. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. <Right>? So um. <clears throat> But, you know, I think you're, it's, it's, I'm like, it's hard to tell which is from which trait you have is from which neurodiversity you have. Right. But you're definitely like really observant of details. Right. Like we change anything in the house. You notice right away. Mm -hmm. Right. And your siblings, maybe not so much. No. Um, <laughs> right. I just find it interesting because I was, I remember she taught me, she made me make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich because I couldn't like use a knife or whatever. I was like just seven or eight, something years gently. eight years old, seven, eight years old. And I'm like, hmm, this seven or eight year old should know how to do all of this stuff. I wonder why. Yeah. But no one, no one, none of the professionals were like, hmm, something. I know. Here. I, I I know. I kept on. I, I it wasn't from lack of. I know. If not blaming you, I'm blaming all of the other professionals. I know. It's crazy. It took it took uh, anxiety to figure it out. Mm -hmm. But anywho, um, sometimes they tend to have pretty quirky senses of humor, or are just kind of quirky, quirky in general. Quirky can be fun, right? Quirky, like, yeah. I would definitely use that word to describe you, quirky. Um, yeah, right. You're definitely empathetic towards other people who are having a hard time. Right. But I think those traits also go with people who are have autism or have ADHD. Right. I right. think like in general, um, I think that's a common one across the board. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Outside the box. Um, Wondering. I don't know. What else? Um, what else do you want to say about it? Well. It's the other thing that we didn't say when you were describing it was that they can be well, you mentioned it a little when you said the food thing. So they can be hypersensitive or hypo-sensitive, well, like right? So your face, around your face, mm -hmm. you're hypo-sensitive. learned with hot things, hot and cold things, I I can be hypo and hypersensitive. Yeah. Right? So I guess it's not just a hyper sensitivity it's sometimes hypo. there's a hypo so somebody like not not enough sensitive to right. it that that's also probably why you like deep pressure right yeah so um which is also an autism thing right yes. so all right anything else or are we good we I'm good. Okay, say goodbye. Bye. Thank you for listening. If you wanted to coach with me, see my information at bigbangcoaching.net. 
If you're interested in emailing us, you can reach us at the ndtoolbox at gmail.com. And if you wanted to see our website, please go to the neurodiverse toolbox.podbean.com. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Neurodiverse Toolbox. 